Okay, so we on, I think. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, that was easy enough. That's, yeah, as I like to say, welcome to my very professional podcast. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I feel very <laughs> professional now. <laughs> as you said, I am still in my jammies <laughs> oh, that's okay. i'm in my work clothes i'm sweating like if you saw me you'd be like that's what i'm just good thing this is not video <laughs> i did decide to pop open a beer though <laughs> oh nice i decided 10 a.m was like a tinge too early for a beer especially like yesterday i started drinking at pub time and i'm doing an intro to programming class this weekend next and i had a couple of beers while programming last night <laughs> I was like, this is a great way to learn Python. Um, but my Mad Libs program that I had to make work then the first try. So I was like, all right, then. But I decided today to, to give it a rest. Plus, I have a, an initial interview with somebody at 3 o'clock. So I got to keep it steady till 3 p.m. at least. <laughs> you can do it, Lens. I, I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, I believe in me too. So I'm like, if you stay in your jammies, you can't have beer. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so how have you been oh oh you know just living the dream (laughs) i know seriously some days i'm just like well this isn't so bad other days i'm like oh my god (laughs) yeah some days i'm like you know this is fine i don't want to talk to anyone i don't want to be bothered by anyone and other days i'm like i'll never have a job again this is where i die how will the world ever recover and i'm like okay calm down Lindsay. you will be fine <laughs> i know this is i'm the same way i'm kind of like really this is how i'm going to end the, the rest of my life i was like seriously we just tired come on you know <laughs> and then when i sit there going okay I think in a couple of weeks we'll be okay. And then you have all these, you know, fuckwads doing crap. and They're opening up beaches. And I'm like, are you crazy? But anyhow, so, you know, I just determined I, I'm going to be living in my little 940 or is it 60? I'm not quite sure what the, the shed counts or not. Square foot <laughs> little space. <laughs> so I just placed myself. Like I trimmed all the bushes today. I'll clean it up tomorrow, you know? <laughs> Exactly. Got to spread out the work. I mean, we luckily have had a lot to do with just moving into the new house and trying to get the old places cleaned up. So this week we did finally bring all my stuff over. So we have a whole new round of things to organize into the house. And then um, I'm going up on Friday and cleaning up that townhouse and being done with it. So we've got all the old houses taken care of now. So now we can really focus in on the new house for the next couple of weeks. But that's why I went ahead and I picked up those programming classes. I was like, well, it's something to do mm-hmm. um, because of the, the pandemic. They were like, oh, we're just going to offer these for 15 bucks. Normally, they're a couple hundred dollars. So I was like, well, I can't pass that up. No, seriously. <laughs> and seriously. it's from a local, it's a local Portland PDX Code Guild. So I felt good about supporting them with my $15. And um, then I do start my MBA in June. So I'm just going to, I might get um, some some coursework and try to get certified in um, AWS, which is Amazon Web Services over the course of May, um, because it's just everybody's moving to cloud-based and web-based items. So it'd just be good to have that on my resume. So I think I might bust that out if I have nothing else to do in May. 
serious. I mean, I mean, seriously, like really, you know. Yeah, I was like, might as well perk up that resume. <laughs> and, and you know, it's it's a good time to kind of focus in on something. You know, I mean, uh, exactly. So, you know, that, that's really a good that's a good thing. That's a good focus. Yes, Indy was very funny because I was like, well, I have classes this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, starting at six thirty, and and I'll go till nine thirty. He's like, I won't see you at all those nights, and I'm like. We have seen way more of each other in the past six weeks than we have in years. They're like, it's okay. <laughs> all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, you have to see me every moment. Yeah, remember how we be gone all of the time? <laughs> yeah, really, like just two months ago. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's funny. We don't see you all this week. Oh, I know. I was like, oh my heavens! All right. So the way now we've got our intros out of the way, it's, oh, I will say it's a nice rainy day here today. We have had lots of nice weather, but I am actually full on digging uh, the rainy cloudiness of the day today and staying in my jammies. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. We had a day like that, I'm going to say two days ago, and it was so delightful. It was like the wind, we had the doors open and the wind is open. It was just wonderful. And I have to say the last two days have been you know delightful weathers the sky is blue and there's like hardly any humidity so so right you know the weather is gorgeous you know just gorgeous so i'm glad you're enjoying your i know clouds are, clouds are nice clouds are nice <laughs> yes hold on my phone decided to shut off for a minute you still there yeah i heard that little doot 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 yeah i was trying to turn down my notifications I'm a bad podcaster, and I forgot to do that before we started recording. Um, and then one more thing, because you'll laugh about this, that I had to do this morning. As we know, poor Miss Rhoda Morgenstern, A to B, or at least that's our running theory. And she was so very pathetic this morning, but I found some puppy ibuprofen that she had gotten whenever she got all of her, her teeth taken out, whenever oh. I first got her. So I crushed it up and I put it in her wet food because I'm spoiling her and giving her wet food right now. But she was just so pathetic and kept eating two bigs of chunks of it. So I teeny tiny spoon fed my dog her breakfast this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, the life of being a mom. (laughs) Yeah. You know, tis true. Tis true. Oh, well, that's God. kind of one of my that's one of my little topics we will get into. All right. All right. Well, let's do this. So the way that this works is you have three topics. I have three topics. I let my guests go first. Um, so we'll go through your topics. We usually talk like five to ten minutes on each, but if we're on a roll, we'll just keep talking about it. Um feel free to guide and direct as the host. Okay, yeah. No, we usually just chat. Um and then, because like I say, my, my friends and my family listen to this. We're not trying to get rich and famous off this podcast. We're just having fun while we're all stuck in quarantine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so we don't care how long it goes. Um, all right. So I will let you start with your first topic. Well, I'll start being, we kind of touched a little bit. I was pets was my first topic. And I was kind of thinking the other day as little Lily and I were walking, um, and I, I don't know why I started thinking about all the names of our animals that we've had <laughs> forever, forever. And then, um, and also with that, now I'll go into the names here in a minute. We were down, I think I was on my way walking down to, um, to go fishing with your dad. And Lily loves to do that. 
And so she was kind of um, doing a little something. And I was like, you know, don't make me throw you in the river. And I, all I remember is, I don't, do you remember the time we went down to the river? Yes. And we had Rainbow the cat. Yes. And I, this is probably traumatic. I sat there and I thought, this is probably really not a nice thing or a good thing. But I knew the river and I knew um, this cat could swim. And I thought, I, I just thought it was like one of these kind of days. It was boring. And I thought, I just need to do something fun. And so I remember telling you girls, do you know that? cats can swim you're like really and I was like yeah do you want to see a cat swim you're like yeah we want to see a cat swim <laughs> and just picked up rainbow and just tossed her into the river <laughs> but I thought I know she can swim and there was no current I mean you know the Caney Fork River was like a big mud hole right and, and so, you know, here she is here she is swimming she comes out like a drowned rat and I just could not stop laughing I, and that's when I started thinking about all of our pets and the names of our pets okay and all the variety of pets we have had (laughs) I will say about the rainbow story a couple of caveats number one it was the 1980s (laughs) so I guess we were allowed to do that we (laughs) we didn't know that animals had thoughts and feelings and two it was a cat um they don't Uh, have thoughts and feelings um, so many cat people, if they ever hear this, are going to hate me. I am a dog person. I have tried, like, we've had lots of cats. And when I had Mr. Muffins, I was like, I am a dog person. I don't want anything that shits in my house on a regular, even though Rhoda kind of does. But we, she at least tries to go outside. Um, and then Mr. Muffins shitting in my bathtub. I was like, I can't. I just oh, can't. Yeah. Um, and then about that river where you threw her in, it was our regular swimming hole. So especially in that area, there was no current. There were a few rapids oh. above, but it's not like the cat was going to be gone anywhere. We swam in that river all the time. Oh, yeah. We knew that river so well because, you know, sometimes they would, um, it would get so dry. We would walk oh, yeah. the riverbed. I remember know, that. And stuff. So we knew, we knew the river, we knew the holes and that kind of stuff. But, you know, tossing the cat in, I just was like, you know, I, I mean, I love cats. I mean, I, you know, I don't mind them. Uh, I wouldn't have another one. Um, but, you know, they're always into doing shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So it's revenge. And, yes. And, and yeah, you know, and so they're always, you know, they're always looking at you going, well, I think I'll goof on you today this way. And they like, it's funny, but it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just felt like, you know, it's, it's okay to talk to cat in the river once in a while. <laughs> Absolutely. And I would not toss the cat down by our current creek because there are alligators in it. And, you know, she would be bait, you know, so I would not do that. I was a responsible yes. cat thrower. <laughs> So, so let's talk about animal names because our animals have had some really fantastical names. They really have. Um, the one cat, what was it? Kentucky ham. Kentucky fried chicken ham because dad doesn't like chicken. And so Shannon added ham on the end. And I feel like it was just her predicting the fact that she would work at KFC later in her life. <laughs> and smell like chicken all the time. One of the more disgusting jobs that either of us have ever had. Oh, God. Ugh. Bless her heart. She came in smelling like chicken every night. Oh, bless her heart. <laughs> yes. And then we had Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And then also during that time, um, we did have Plucky Purcell. Yep. And John Paul Ziller. From another right? road- and John Paul Ziller from another roadside attraction. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, Kilgore Trout, Tonikin's, you know, Venus in a Half Shell. And then very and, uh, importantly, we had my cat named Lightning. And when Lightning was first named, she had four legs. But then right. she lived out in the country, so she got caught in someone's trap, and she became Lightning, the three-legged cat. <laughs> and had kittens. Yeah. And had kittens. Yes. she. That was not stopping her. One less leg, not stopping Lightning. Oh, no. No, and I thought it was great, too. I mean, she her name was Lightning, and she was a three-legged cat. So. <laughs> I was amazed she actually got out of that trap. Oh, she's feisty. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, of course, our goats, you know, oh, Diamond Lil. You know, I still have you know, goat PTSD. I have goat P- PTSD. I went to the to visit the, the goats here in Portland, and you get to go in whenever it's not the pandemic. And we went in, and Eric's like, why are you being so weird? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm still terrified of goats. Like, I love them. I would love to have one, but I am so scared of them coming after me because of Diamond Lil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't predict them. I mean, they're so unpredictable. <laughs> you know, you think, okay, next thing you know, you got these horns butting you in the butt. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, they, they didn't last long. Once once they were done, we were done with goats, for sure. And, of course, then our... our, our uh, cow that we called supper oh god i know <laughs> but at least you know i didn't want to be like you know when you guys were like you know so what are we having for dinner i didn't want to say like daisy yeah. <laughs> so, and then our turkeys like, named christmas yeah. thanksgiving and easter easter exactly <laughs> and it, what, what, was the, what was another one i thought oh early on oh, of course i did have mice at one time one had was beige with beady red eyes so he was jerry garcia <laughs> So yes, we've had, we've had, you know, the names, the names, and Mr. Big, Mr. Big was a classic. Yes, and then I had the iguana, Lord Byron of Apathy. That's right. That's right. Oh my God, I almost forgot about him. Yep, and let's see some other. And of course, Mr. Muffins was a great name. Yes, Mr. Thomas Killian Muffins the third was. A fantastic name, and that cat would have been better if that other cat hadn't been brought around. I believe Mr. Muffins would have turned out to be a much better cat without the bad influence of the other cat. Oh, I, I agree. And he definitely was the type of cat with all that fluff, and his face was just perfect for a top hat and a little oh, monocle. And you know? he <laughs> was—he was a lot like a dog for a cat. His really his true downfall for me was pooping in the tub. If that had not been the case, and it had just been him. I, he would have, we would have lasted longer. Um, I rehomed him to um, a couple of very, very happy children who were so excited to have a fluffy cat. And their mother was like, he will be our only cat and we will spoil him and love him. So he went on to yeah, a better place. Cat, maybe, maybe yeah, yeah, it'll be a different place for him, a different time for him too. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So that was my, my little thing. I was just thinking about pets and all of our pets. So all of our pets now, their current names, your dog is a lily. Yes. Does she have any more of a name, or is or is she just Lily? No, sometimes I call her Lily Bell. You know, I've never met her, her, but I already call her my sweet baby moo cow because she has the thoughts. Oh. <laughs> Every once in a while, I, I roll her like a little. She gets on her back, mm-hmm. and of course, like you know, pet me on my belly, and I roll her around like a little burrito, and that's when I call her the little sweet baby cow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you meet Aunt Lindsay. <laughs> so then um, my dogs, I currently have three, which Shannon didn't know till like two months ago. She's like, you have three dogs? And I was like, 
she's like oh my gosh or maybe it was longer than two months maybe it was like the fall or something like that but I was like yeah I have three dogs um which is why you used to have three dogs you had Ubu and Kaiser and you had Mr. Big so you guys had the original three dog pub in your backyard Mm -hmm. in your tiki hut so now we have the three dogs and their names are the outlaw Josie Wales, who we just call Josie, who is the sweetest dog in the world and is nothing at all like an outlaw or like the cowboy his namesake is. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's and he is really a sweet dog. We have, if all dogs were like Josie. Oh, gosh, I know. We have Dusty, a.k.a. used to be named Sid slash Obsidian, who is the dumbest dog in the whole world. But she's very sweet and very loving, but dumb. So dumb. Um, and then we have the, the little Chihuahua Terrier mix who is currently ill from eating a bee. And her name is Rhoda Morgan Stern after uh, Mary Tyler Moore show. So we call her most of the time now she actually gets called sweet baby Rose. <laughs> or your baby Rose. <laughs> your sweet baby. Oh, yeah, call her baby Rose. And everyone's like, Baby Rose, is that her name? I'm like, no, her name is Rhoda Morgan Stern. Um, so now we at our new place by the pool and everything have started referring to that as three dog pub pn dubs which is pacific northwest so Uh we're getting set up here it's going to be tiki themed as well when we get everything out there because we realize we just have everything tiki themed we were we didn't know that we were preparing for having a pool but we have been our whole lives Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so that's all the, the current animal names. We only have dogs. Shannon has no animals. Lena's trying to work on a ferret. Oh, ferret. Oh, I'm terrified of ferrets. I just, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I, I told her, I said, you better do a little research they, on these yeah, I, don't think, I think they could be nasty. Well, right? it, yeah, I just don't think a ferret's right for them. Because if they get out, they can, like, chew through stuff and everything. I just don't think that that's going to bode well for Shannon and the boys and, and everybody. It's my two cents. Yeah, so anyhow, but she likes pig. the fact that you can walk them. Oh, you can walk them. Yeah, a guinea pig would be better. You can walk any animal. You just have to get them a little harness and be committed to it and teach them and do it safely. That's right. We have a friend, a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a neighbor <coughs> down the street here that uh, walks his cat. Yes. And the cat does a great job walking. Things that I have seen walked in Portland. One, I have seen a man with his ferrets. I've seen someone walking around with their snake. I've seen someone walking around with their parrot. (laughs) Multiple cats. And then my favorite is this guy who walks his miniature pony around. Now, I think it's not a pet. I think it might be his service animal. But we do regularly, especially when we lived up in St. John's, there was a guy with a pony that would walk around. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Like I said, you can walk anything. You just have to be committed to it. That's right, and teach him. That's I used all. to, I used to take Mr. Muffins on walks. Oh yeah, and his little like it looked like a little uh, space out. Yep, and he a also had out. a leash and a harness and everything, and he would go for walks. Yeah, see, a cat would be good for them too, but cats, cats can be a pain, and they're stinky. Well, they're stinky. I don't think Luca <clears throat> with his asthma, he'd probably want to be a little bit careful with how much yeah. fur. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably that's. They, yeah, they do need to do a little research. Well, they're not. Well, here we are discussing her. She's Sorry, like, are you discussing my these <laughs> opinions. But don't worry, we're not done talking about her. <laughs> but anyhow, um, 
once they get into a house too, it's a whole different ball game when you're in the yeah. house. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. So anyhow. All right. That's that's all of my little my little pet thing. I was just was thinking about all of our pets. Yes. All right. So my next topic is kind of like I'm gonna call it like domestic things, I guess, because I was just thinking about how much sewing and baking and gardening I'm doing right now. <laughs> like, oh, I've learned all this from my mom. So I just wanted to discuss with you and talk about like, well, what are you working on sewing right now? And then we can chat about the other ones as well. Um, but I just finished up making some masks for me and I sent some to my friend Nikki because she didn't have any. And I said, well, you're in Washington and she's over in Spokane. So she's away from like the major hotspot. But I was like, it might become that you have to wear them when going out. So I sent a couple yeah. her way since I was whipping some up. Um, but I just thought you've made a ton of masks, seeing if that's still what you're working on or if you have other projects coming on your horizon. Well, I made a few masks. I sent um, a few to Fran and Doug and then to my sister. I, I made a bunch for her. I made some for Shannon, the kids. And then, um, of course, your dad and I. So I actually, the, um, the boys and Lena came over yesterday. We figured we haven't seen them in a month and no one has gone anywhere in a month. So we figured, you know, it would be okay to get together. And uh, so they came over and it was so cute. They, you know, did this, did that. And I put all my sewing stuff away. And so, and I did that on purpose because I do want, I do have a few more masks I want to make for you, dad. And I want to have about five on hand. And, uh, but I did get, um, a couple of patterns and some material. And I tell you what, I got the material at Hawthorne, Hawthorne, um, fabrics. Ooh. And it was in Pennsylvania. Cause I, I, I'm just doing like a basic little A-line dress. Uh, here in the south in Florida, it's it's plum hot, and sometimes I wear shorts. And there are times I literally have to change my clothes a few times a day. I, I have just sweated through everything because we're outside. I'm outside all the time. I don't care if it's 100 degrees. I'm outside, and um, so I thought, you know, just having a, a couple little dresses, little cotton dresses, would be good for down here. So uh, I saw, you know, this cute little pattern. I thought, ah, eh, you know, it's a little spendy, but it's better than me going to the store. You know, Joanne Fabrics, bless their hearts, one minute they have it, the next minute they don't. But I have to honestly say, I've been getting all my supplies for my mask and things like that at Joanne's, and they do a wonderful curbside uh, pickup. And um, so, you know, kudos to them. No, no complaints about Joanne's. But I wanted something a little different. So um, they were up in Pennsylvania, this uh, fabric place. And I thought, um, you know, if they're like near Philly, forget it. This is never going to get in the mail. <laughs> she texted she text me that night. Hey, we got your order ready. It'll be there. Uh, we're doing it, you know, priority. It'll be there in two days. And bam, it was here. Nice. So, so that's my next little project because I don't have a real table or anywhere to sew anymore. So I sew at the kitchen table and I don't have a cutting table anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really down. I'm, I'm like in my previous life, um, I would have had this dress made already. But uh, so now that it's all empty, the kitchen table, I'm going to use that to cut my dress out. So it's supposed to be a little rainy this weekend. So I thought I'd work outside last next couple of days. And over the weekend, I'm going to cut out a dress and sew a dress. Nice. Yeah, I've got my next kind of spring outfit. <laughs> I cut it out before all of these pandemic shenanigans. Right as I was packing up my townhouse, I was like, well, I'll get this cut out. So whenever I move over, 
it would be my first project. And it's this cute kind of like fuller skirt that has buttons down the front. I'm very into things with buttons down the front right now. It's apparently I hate myself and I want to do a lot of buttonholes. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think maybe I'll do like the top four, like real buttonholes for taking it on and off and the rest just sew buttons on. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Seriously. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I say that, but sometimes it's nice on skirts like that to open up the top, the buttons at the bottom. No, yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll right. probably do all the buttonholes and it has this cute little crop top with it. So I'm making the skirt out of Navy fabric with white polka dots and the top is bright yellow um knit fabric it's very soft i'm very excited for it um but it has it's like has a floral arrangement on it with that navy blue in it so my idea is that the patterns are a little bit clashing but coordinated um so it's supposed to be a, a little loud um and as i was joking with you the other day now everything that i make for the time being i'm just going to make a matching mask to go with it so i'm gonna make a matching mask in the polka dot fabric to go with it i just love that you know it's like essential um uh not necessities what do you want essential um, accessories thank you thank you yes yes because you always have a little bit a little bit of fabric left over and i was like here we go perfect i'll I'll just make mask to go with maybe a scrunchie (laughs) oh oh, it's definitely a scrunchie (laughs) so um other than that other things baking we're doing a ton of baking over here um we found oh eric has discovered the best roll recipe i'll have him send it to you to make like hamburger rolls and let me tell you Mm -hmm. and they're so delicious that like i just eat them like little chunks of bread like they don't taste like burger rolls from like the store or whatever where you're like i wouldn't want to just eat this by itself it's so delicious um, so I'll have, I'll have him send you the recipe, but what are, what have you guys been baking? I know you're doing some cooking and baking over there. Well, you know, it was really funny. Cause when I was looking at like last month, looking ahead for groceries and stuff, it didn't really dawn on me to really like beef up my baking stuff. And so as of like a week ago, I ran out of vanilla baking powder. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of flour and I was like, this is not good. I was not prepared for all the amount of baking. I'm making tons of banana bread. We're just loving banana bread, pancakes. And of course, you know, our brownies for our medical cannabis. <laughs> um, there's always that. And then, uh, so then I got some beautiful blackberries and it's like, I was dying to make a cobbler. I love uh-huh. blackberry cobbler. And of course I don't have any of this stuff. So it's all coming. Um, I just actually, um, got some from Instacart so I'm ready to make my cobbler (laughs) so now the bread thing um I've been struggling a little bit because like I tried to make good pizza dough the other day and I'll tell you what gluten-free pizza or flour just is difficult to work with I I just have to say I forget that you guys do gluten-free for dad so yeah I I'm not, we don't do much gluten-free. The only time I really do gluten-free stuff and I, the reason why I have gluten-free powder is, or flour, is for dad for like cookie time. Like whenever I want to send you guys cookies, I'll make them with gluten-free stuff. But I've never really attempted bread with gluten-free powder. So why do I keep calling it powder? Flour. So I don't have a lot of great suggestions there, but yeah, 
that definitely does, you know, trying to bread is so dependent on that gluten formation that you can't, it's hard to get something that's similar. You know, sometimes I think with that stuff, I just accept like, oh, if it's going to be gluten-free, it's going to have a different texture. It's not going to be the same, you know, as regular bread. Oh, and it just doesn't rise. Right. I I just was like, so anyhow, in this um, order, I did get regular flour. And I thought, you know what, damn it, I'm making regular pizza (laughs) dough with regular flour. And if I don't tell him, I'll just see. (laughs) He'll be listening. (laughs) We'll see how it works. (laughs) But realistically, gluten is not really the biggest thing that that disturbs, that upsets him. Yeah. And um, upsets his GI tract. So I think we can kind of get by with some of the gluten. That's why I thought, I'm going to go ahead and get some regular flour because like my cobbler, it's going to have regular flour. It's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then did you order a donut pan? I know we were talking about donuts. Oh, well, I need to, I want to get the silicone one and yet I'm going to, yes. But the thing was, oh, I looked on Amazon and of course it's like, you know, May 15th, you can get one. And I looked on Target and they were out. Ah. So I have a Walmart list going on so I can get a uh, pickup because they're doing like almost daily pickups now. And uh, so I thought I'm going to go see if they have a donut pan. There we go. Well, I'm going to post my pineapple upside down donut recipe in the next couple days. Oh, Oh, good. You're going to post it? Yeah, I'll put it on my blog. Oh, oh, good, 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 good. Because that looked so good. And I bought you know, a variety of cans, uh, different types of uh, cans of um, pineapple. Ooh. And, uh, oh, the pineapple rings would be gorgeous. On That that just looked amazing. Yeah. And the, one of the tricks is to cut those pineapple rings in half, like slice them in half so they're thinner. Oh, okay. But okay. I'll put that in the recipe. Okay. Because I sit here now with this wonderful pandemic. It's like, you know, sometimes I don't, I, I make sure I have a lot of canned and frozen stuff. So when I run out of fresh... Yeah. You know, I can kind of, you know, use those. And I thought, well, there you go. It's a fruit. <laughs> it is. That's how bad I'm getting now. Yep, it's a fruit. <laughs> um, Tonight, we're making our mashed potatoes and our seitan um, refried steak meal that we like to make with greens. Um, and then part of that to make our seitan, we use a can of chickpeas. And we're gonna say I'm gonna save the aquafaba, which is the the um, mm-hmm. the liquid that's in a chicken can. Yeah. I'm saving that because this weekend, my one of my projects on Saturday is I'm going to attempt to make vegan macarons this weekend out of the aquafaba, and I'm getting um, blueberries and blackberries in my imperfect box on Wednesday and so I'm going to make a blackberry jam to put in the middle of my vanilla oh, so nice. I'm hoping that they turn out somewhat decent um because it's my first try but I'm pretty excited to give it a shot and then oh yeah we got the blueberries because we're gonna make um this thing called a dutch baby <laughs> Um, <laughs> a sweet, a sweet baby Dutch baby. baby, Dutch baby. <laughs> and um, basically, what it is is a really thick German-style pancake that you make in the oven in a cast-iron pan. So, oh, yeah, we'll let you know how it goes. Um, but it's a Pennsylvania Dutch I, recipe. Oh, you should be able to do it. Yeah. You should be able to do it. I'm going to channel some Grammy. 
is channel some Grammy. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I know I've never eaten so many carbs in all my life. You know what? But I'm not getting, I'm not getting any chunkier. Like I think it's, I'm telling you, I think we have been lied to about the carbs. I think it's all of the um, like high fructose corn syrup and all of that crap that's usually in the food that you eat. Um, but now that we're baking everything from scratch, we're leaving all of that crap out. And exactly. Yeah. It's the processed foods. It's not the homemade. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, no, I've we've been eating cookies every night. <laughs> oh, those snickerdoodle cookies. That's and that's the other thing. I didn't have any risk. I was like, I don't have anything for I ah. but anyhow, I saved my uh banana. Oh. So that's the next thing I'm gonna make is my is that snickerdoodle uh, recipe looks amazing. Oh yes, it's we love it. I've tested out a couple. That's the one that we like the best. And I, I made my own adjustments to it. Like I said, we put a little bit more salt in it because the boys like it savory. And I personally also find that nearly every recipe has too much sugar in it. Um, so yeah, we, it does. You're right. We always test it out with like, okay, this first batch, let's not put as much sugar in. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have a couple of grapefruit. So I'm going to make another grapefruit oil cake coming up soon too. Telling you all, I, yeah, so I, many sweets, but like I said, it's not like impacting me at all. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I have not gained it yeah. at all. And we've kind of gone, uh, I have a little chicken left. I kind of boil up chicken and, um, with, um, Lily, I mean, giving her a smaller amount of food with a little extra chi- uh, putting chicken in it just so. And she's lost about three pounds. She's probably lost another pound. <laughs> I'm just trying to get her down in weight because she was really heavy. Yeah. I mean, she was heavy enough that she couldn't, like, get her uh, hind leg up to scratch her ear. Oh, yeah. And she can do that now. And she's running with oh, me. Oh, good. And, and things like that. So I got some chicken. So then when I boil it, I really honestly say I do love my jasmine rice cooked in chicken broth. <laughs> Oh my God, there's nothing better than that flavor. But um, but when I'm done with that, I'm not quite sure I'll give her any more chicken. I think I'll just give her her dry food and call it call it that. And um, and then other than that, we just don't have any more meat. <laughs> and um, and I just told your dad, I was like, you know what, that Smithfield factory. Like not the fact that I even eat any of the food that they put out. I just was like, no, no, no. I'm just done. I'm done with me. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so, so I thought, you know, we've got black beans, we've got rice. I can do anything in the world we want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, and I, I'll be glad. I will be glad to get back out into the grocery stores myself. And because uh, I kind of enjoy shopping and going through and thinking about what am I having that week and what are the sales and kind of um, I, I feel like now I, I, I can experiment, but I can't, you know, what I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I understand, you know, so uh, part of that. But anyhow, yes, donut pan is in the <laughs> in the world. I, I, at first I was like, I wonder how she did that. <laughs> and then I, I looked it up. And I thought, how do you make donuts? And I was like, a donut pan. And I was telling Shannon, she's like, I never even heard of a donut pan. I was like, I don't think I really even realized you needed one in life. Uh, yeah, I got it probably for about 10 years now because I got it before we left Wisconsin. Because um, back then when I was eating all paleo, <laughs> um, I used to make um, like 
high protein chocolate donuts all the time with bacon on top. <laughs> very, very different than my current eating style, which I actually am so very happy with how I'm eating now. I don't anticipate changing it up. I think since I've always gone back and forth from being vegetarian and not, and now there's just so it, it's easy to be vegetarian and vegan now. So, mm-hmm. and I'm just, well, and it, it has just come such a long ways, you know, I mean, and quite um, with lots of research and a lot of people, you know, trial and error and they found all, you know, it's, it's just amazing. It's amazing now what you can do. And being a vegan. it's just not healthy, no matter what, to eat mostly meat and cheese, 100% okay. not healthy. It no. doesn't matter how thin or whatever it makes you, it's not healthy. <laughs> well, I have to honestly say, to tell you the truth, um, since we moved down here and when we first moved down here, we, we were basically doing all vegan. But then when all this stuff hit, um, I happened just to, and we got Lily, I just happened to buy a big thing. They had a big thing of uh, chicken breast on sale. And uh, and it wasn't, you know, it was a good chicken breast. So I thought, let me just buy a big thing of it. It was like, you know, 20 chicken breasts. So that, and I already had some meat in the freezer. So, um, but we've been kind of doing half and half. And I have to honestly say, Energy wise, uh, the less meat I have, the better mm-hmm. I feel. Me too. Uh, I don't feel bloated. Um, uh, I'm leaner, but I don't feel like I'm losing muscle mass. You know, I mean, my muscles are fine. Um, well, that's such a and- misnomer because think about it. We eat cows for their protein, but cows are vegetarian. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, and they have a lot of muscle. <laughs> And they have a lot of muscle, you know, seriously. So, you know, and I, I just, I'm just much happier with Mm -hmm. it. And, um, you know, if I need, if I feel like, okay, my body needs a little protein, I need something quick. I'm, I'm a peanut butter girl, love peanut butter. I have a thing of almond butter and I like almond butter, but I kind of like the little saltiness of, of the, um, not that almond butter is a little bland. Well, and it also takes an exorbitant amount of water to grow almonds. I do, I, so yes, it does. if we're talking and like we're killing the earth doing yeah, that, so if you know? we're talking like yeah. my, you know, why I'm a vegan, what I go for here, um, we're talking about impact to the environment. I really honestly now try to steer clear of almond stuff. I have some leftover from previous times or things like that. But in general, I try to steer clear of almonds because of that. So what kind of milk do you like? I do love cereal in the morning. I'm sorry. I have tried everything in the whole wide world, but I love nothing better than sitting down in the morning and having a good bowl of cereal. So, <laughs> so I use almond milk. And so um, uh, we, I don't do, I don't do a lot of cereal, but Indy loves it. Um, I get oat milk. So milk that's made from like different oats. And then Indy, yeah. he has one type of milk he loves. It's a flax milk. Um, it's called good karma. He loves the, I know I, that is excellent. milk. I can't find it down here. Bummer. I know Kroger's always so probably if I went to, um, whole foods up in Sarasota. Yeah. The other place I usually buy from Costco in bulk, either coconut milk or, um, oat milk. Um, and their oat milk's really good. Like Indy, um, went through all six of the oat milk containers in his cereal. I just sprinkled a little sugar on top. So that he felt like he was getting the same experience from his vanilla milk and he had no complaints. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Right now, I'll try the oat milk then, because yeah. you can buy oat milk down here, yeah. but and, and almond, but I can't find that. Good karma is amazing. Oh, so good. Yeah, that's a, it really a special trip to a specific grocery store this week that we know always has it to bulk him up on a, a couple more <laughs> containers. <laughs> now for cooking, um, last time we just have been trying to avoid Costco a little bit right now because it's so crazy there, um, and we were at the. So we sometimes shop at the store that's the restaurant store that sells to restaurants, but is still open to the public because we have been buying rice in bulk and flour in bulk for a while now, having nothing to do with pandemic, having everything to do with trying to waste less by buying things in bigger packaging, things like that. We're weird. We do lots of weird stuff, Um, but they didn't have anything other than soy milk. But for me, for cooking it, the soy milk doesn't bother me. So um Oh, okay. So, Man, that's interesting. Yeah, I've come to realize my bigger issue with soy is powdered soy proteins. Um, mm. It can do a certain amount of like tofu and things like that. It's just whenever it's like something that's like, this is made from soy protein, that's, or if it's powdered soy protein, like that concentrate of it, that's what upsets me, my stomach, not, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't. You know, the last time your dad had soy, he almost ended up in the ER. Yeah. I, I was like, I, I can't even play with soy anymore no. at this point in time. Anyhow. Yeah, so I but, um, oat milk. Okay, I, I've, I've got it written down. So my next little thing kind of leans off of this. It's, amazing. it's kind of funny. Oh, good. Um, while I've been sewing and doing a few little things, I've been thinking of the mentors in my life and the people that teach me, you know, you know, past, present, and future. And um, and so I was kind of thinking about, like, one of my early, early people, and I have to honestly say, <laughs> which is really kind of funny, my mother is not on that list. <laughs> Bless her heart. She was the 1950s work woman who finally learned how to drive. None of her sisters did. Smoked her cigarettes. Everything came out of a box or a can. The only thing she could do, like, I, my birthday cakes never ever once when I was 16 I came home from work and my mother had made me made me a cake it's the first time ever and it was out of a box but I was like hey it was out of a box and uh you know so if it wasn't out of a box or a can or a frozen dinner my mother did not it wasn't just you know wasn't given to us so anyhow so mentoring as far as like being domestic and stuff. Now her mother, her grandmother, her, my grandmother, her mother taught me a lot. Okay. As far as sewing and cooking and, um, things like that. And I was thinking too, um, and this is going to sound so crazy. Martha Stewart. (laughs) When I was just a young bride, a young mother, and I realized I did not have domestic skills that maybe my mother should have taught me. <laughs> I had to learn these on my own now. Okay. It was the Martha Stewart show on TV. That was like, oh, that's how you do that. Yes. She had a magazine. And it was like, you know, she basically taught me things to do. You know what I mean? And how, how like to clean things and how to take care of things and, you know, how to cook this and how to cook that. And uh, so I was thinking, you know, her. And then another person I was thinking was my mother-in-law, Ma Hoyt. Mm-hmm. Ma Hoyt taught me how to cook, how to clean. And then the other thing, my mother was not the type, although she should have been. I mean, she was a depression child. You know, I mean, she lived through the depression. But I think she lived in the city. So I'm not quite sure how hard they were hit. Yeah. For Ma, 
for Ma Hoyt, her, her mom and dad like worked in factories and, you know, things like that. And, um, my, my mother's father was a firefighter. So maybe he was never laid off. I'm not quite sure. Um, but for Ma Hoyt, she would say if she just used that aluminum foil to cover something and it was clean, she would wash it down, dry it, fold it up and save it for the next time. All the plastic bags, all of the bread ties were saved. I mean, that woman saved everything and then reused all of it. So during this time, I was running low on plastic bags. And uh, especially like your dad uh, going down fishing, he like, you know, we have some uh, frozen shrimp and he raw shrimp and he likes to uh, use those for bait. <laughs> And he's been using up all my little snack bags. I'm like, here, use these. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been saving all of that. Thank God for Mahoy. You know, she taught me how to do all this stuff. And so then, then just a couple of people, my other ones is sitting down. And I thought, Indy has taught me so much in life. Lena has taught me all about the music and all the fashion of nowadays. (laughs) Um, and then there's you, you know, I'm like, Lindsay just teaches me just everything, you know, I was like between fashion and eating and always on the cutting edge of, you know, this and that and that and this. And, and then Shannon, Shannon kind of keeps me, um, you know, in a place of teaching me kind of a little bit more on the balance side of, um, you know, like, um, like she'll put out there a gratitude list. Now on a normal basis, I wouldn't do a gratitude list for anything. You know, but then I sit down, I go, no, you need to probably sit down and do that burn because that could probably be helpful today (laughs) when you're sitting here really grumpy about life, you know? (laughs) So I just was like, you know, it's just, it just amazes me how people just teach you things in life and, you know, and to stay open to people teaching you in life, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I even think like People who are terrible to you, oftentimes I have taught you something. Maybe it's that like, I don't want to be that kind of person. And I was being that kind of person. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's really true. Uh, Yeah. A little taste of your own medicine when you've been being a shitty person can go a long ways to clearing up your desire to want to be that level of selfish. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's really true. Because sometimes when I sit there and I'm really like about a person. I try to get myself to stop and go, okay, so what I'm saying about them is that really a reflection of what I'm doing and feeling at this time. Right, right. You know, and, and where is, you know, where's the balance in that, you know? So, you know, you're right. You're really right. Or like, oh, did we happen to, to become friends because we were both being the same kind of shitty and now I'm no longer wanting to be that or something and, and I'm, or I, I start to understand what my actions are doing to someone else. And so you learn that about them. You get frustrated with them. But more than anything, what I usually find is I'm frustrated that I was that kind of person that, you know, brought us together to be friends in the first place. You know, that's just a hard lesson to learn. But those are the important ones. And then. Oh, it is. You know, yeah. Speaking of Indy yesterday, I was going to go for a run and he wanted to swing. And I said, well, that's fine. Swing. I'm going to go for a run. You don't have to join me. He came back in. I'm going to go for a run with you. Okay. We get out front. He's like, well, can we play soccer in the front yard again today? And I just had a ton of stuff yesterday. And I was like, not today. So then he proceeded to be very, very grumpy and moody on this whole run. And finally, I stopped and I looked and I turned to him and I said, Indy, I didn't make you come on this run. You decided to come on this run. 
I really don't understand why you're acting the way you are. And he looks at me and goes, hmm, I don't really have a reason to be acting the way I am. And then just immediately turned back into his perky nice self. And I was like, wow. I was like, yeah, that's only <laughs> I could, if only I could do that whenever I recognize that like, oh, there's not really a reason. Just immediately be like, okay, no reason to hang on to that bad mood. I'll just carry on with life. I was like, very impressive, sir. Very impressive. <laughs> really? I mean, th- that was a quick recovery on that. <laughs> I was like, normally I am just so hell bent on being in a bad mood. It doesn't matter. Um, but, um, you know, you're talking about Grammy and all of her reusing of stuff. And it makes me laugh because it makes me think of Eric. But I think it's also because his parents, because Eric is older than me and his parents were older when they had him. His parents were depression era were depression era kids, and I think much like Grammy, they had a lot of that same thing where his mother would like save things. So we've been laughing because we we do that now, not necessarily from that concept, but from like a lower the waste in the world concept. Like, hey, let's hang on to our glass jars because we can reuse them for like well, we've made our own sauce. And the other thing that I'm going to start using them for soon is um, I put my garden in outside, and I need to do another plot of it. But what I'm also planning on doing is setting up um, some hydroponic plants in the house, like different lettuces and stuff to keep them growing all year. Um, And so you can reuse like your old um, glass bottles and and glass um, like things that your uh, tomato sauce came in to set up your hydroponics because they can be your your water base. Um, So I was just thinking when you said that about Grammy, like Grammy would be proud of me saving all my stuff to make my hydroponic garden. <laughs> that's right oh we've i've been doing the same thing because i've once again i'm running out of all this plastic stuff and i thought i just have to use what i have i'm, I'm just not buying all this stuff anymore yeah and so i um i was like i'm gonna save all my uh you know all my glass jars and if i need to like you know put macaroni in them i'll put macaroni in them be oh yeah no. we save our butter <laughs> containers now oh yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. so funny but i mean it's so like I think part of like the fun thing of this pandemic, and I know this isn't really fun for everybody else, but it's been a good stretch is like forcing me in particular, because I have a bad habit that I've been trying to break, um, you know, with, cause I have been fortunate in my jobs and in my work for my whole career um, that I, I haven't often had to think too much along a budget, um, which is not good because it leads to being very wasteful. Um, so I've been trying to be like, well, what's around the house that I can use? Or I don't need to buy the big hydroponic setup. I really only want to have like maybe 10 plants going. I don't need to, to go invest in all of that. What's the easy way to do it with things you have around the house? So I've been enjoying that that has forced me into the shift that I was wanting to make anyways. Um, but this has made it, and it's really interesting because I – I do. I read a lot of books about bettering yourself. Um, and one that I've been fully obsessed with for the past year is called Atomic Habits, where you like it teaches you how to build better habits by like doing it incrementally and then make make the e- make the right thing easier to do than the hard thing. And this is a really great example of like the world switched in such a way that it suddenly became easier for me to do the right thing by looking at what I had around the house to not be wasteful. And the wrong thing is harder because I have to go out and interact with the world. And there's a consequence for that. Even if I don't get sick, the consequences like having to do all the suiting up and the like scrubbing down when you come in and like the disinfecting Mm -hmm. everything, like 
I would rather just look around the house and be like, oh, what do you need for this? <laughs> and do I really need that? No, I don't really need that. <laughs> we can live without it. It'd be all good. Yes. It'd be all good. Yes, but I like the idea of mentors. Um, it, it kind of goes to um, something that I realized recently I have been missing from work. For a while there, I was like, I love this being a consultant no one to answer to. I mean, there is, but it's not the same as like a, a real job where you have a boss and you have goals that you outline and things like that, which is something that I did when I worked at Epic. And I actually enjoyed that part of it for the most part. But now I've been doing consulting for seven or eight years. And I'm like, God, I would just love someone to give me a review and tell me things that I could work on it. And that whole like bettering and mentoring and things like that. So I am hopefully going to come out of this whole shenanigans um, <laughs> of pandemic and my job situation. I'm hopeful to be like at a place that's local, that's an actual career job thing and to do all that and to have those type mentors available and to be able to like be more involved in some professional things around here and find those type people as well and to be that type yeah. person for someone. So that's what I'm really hoping to have because it's definitely something that I realize I have greatly missed is that and like the whole team building of like an actual team where you're invested um, and people aren't just like, well, you're going to be gone in a year. So even if I don't like what you want to do, I'll just say yes because then I can get rid of you later. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, there's no consequences to the uh, relationship. Right, you know? exactly. And it's it's not meaningful. Like, I don't feel like I've done meaningful, meaningful work for a while. I did at Enlo because they allowed me to, like, really be part of their team. Um, but otherwise, it kind of feels like, well, you're just filling this role for now, and then we don't have to deal with you. Or, you know, right. it, it's exactly. hard to invest the same amount. So I will say that I have been kind of a want for a, a professional mentor type relationship. Um and I did have, I probably why I want that is because I felt like I did have some of that at my last gig. Like I felt with the CIO, he was really great to learn from. We had a lot of really great conversations that way. And I think that that's when I realized like, oh, I've really missed this. And I'm probably not going to get this again in this line of work um, from anyone else. <laughs> I know. And it, there, you're right. There is something about um, learning from other people, people teaching you, you teaching others. Um there, there's just something um, kind of centering about that, mm -hmm. really. You know what I mean? Well, it's nice to be like, am I, do, am I doing okay? Like, am I doing this right? Like, you, right. you can't see right. yourself. Um, you can, but you also need other people's input to say like, hey, when you do this, it here's my best example of it. I used to say on phone calls with people for most of my professional career. So basically... And then I would explain something. My intent was to say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm trying not to go into too many details here. If you want me to go into details, that's really great. Well, my child about two years ago turned around, looked at me and was explaining something and goes, so basically the same way that I do and laid it out. And I was like, that is so condescending. <laughs> so I try not to say that ever again. And if I say it on a call, I'm like, let me start that over. I was like, I don't want to start that with. So basically I recognize it. We all laugh about <laughs> it. Um, Cause it's the same as the mansplaining. Well, actually like, you know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're you right. know, it, it, it's like, well, you're so dumb. Let me condescend this to you. I had never meant it in that way, but I went hundred percent was as soon as he said it to me was like, 
oh crap, that's something that needs to not happen again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, we're, we're, you lose people immediately. They're like, oh, I roll. And I was like, mm, yeah, no, I get it. I get why uh, that's not a good way to talk. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I, I think too, you have to really be open to let people of, you know, different age, mm-hmm. different cultures, different generations, different sexes, different whatever religions you know whatever um teach and and kind of listen to them going you know what can i take from that you know and um you know like you said even if they're not your best friend if, if it's one of those like you know it's that jerk down the street but you know <laughs> sometimes they say something that's like yeah that's really right you know <laughs> yeah her like oh maybe they're being a jerk to me because i'm being a total jerk to them right exactly <laughs> Um, the other thing that I really started doing, because I have a lot of very strong opinions and whenever I state them, I state them as fact. It's just how the cadence of my voice works. What I've realized I've started in a good way, what I've started doing whenever I talk to people, especially I realized in the course of like dealing with people at my current work for what's going on is I've started just being like, what I'm expressing to you is my viewpoint of the world. This is how I see the world. I'm not saying it's right. What I'm saying to you is this is how I see the world. So help me understand what I'm missing if you're seeing the world differently. Because everything Mm -hmm. that I'm expressing is just how I view the world. And I don't expect that anyone else views the world the same as me. We all have a vast array of, of different experiences throughout life that create our viewpoint of it. And I'm not stating mine as fact. I'm saying, I am stating it as fact for me, but it doesn't mean it's fact for everyone else. And it doesn't mean that I'm right. Um, it should be- right. It doesn't mean that it, it, that it can change also. Right. You know what I mean? I'm saying this you know, is- at, at this point in time, this is where things are. Right. You know? Present me with information if it needs to be adjusted that I can take in and decide if that is something that does or does not um, work with my core values. And I've also started saying that a lot to people. These are my core values. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, that's a really good way of putting it because then that, you know, then they can kind of. Yeah. So everything that you say to me will be weighed against these things. And then I will try to figure out how it fits in with my life. And most people are just. And go through that whole little mental process, you know, when I'm waiting for a phone call and I have 15 minutes to think about yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's your next my, one? Oh, it was that, that was mine. That was yours. Yep, yeah. So it's mine. Um, my next one, I don't really have a lot to say about this. I'm just finding it interesting. So today is earth day. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, you're right. You're right. I'm, and this is, this is my thought on earth day this year. My thought on earth day year is ironically in the past on earth day, we would all go make sure that we go out and we enjoy the earth as it were. And that maybe the earth is just really happy this year that it's getting a break from us because it seems to be doing a lot better now that we're not yes. out there enjoying it all the time. Yes. You know, all the turtles, <laughs> every, all the animals are like, woohoo. Okay. I think the soil is happy because, you know, I was thinking, and, and I do feel bad, like all the farmers, you know, I, I think they could probably be a little more creative in what they're doing with so, their instead of just throwing them back in the ground. But the fact that they're throwing them back in the ground, do you know how happy that makes the ground? 
Well, I have a lot of mixed feelings on this and I'm not going to go into it too much, but the farmers that are destroying their crops are doing it for financial subsidies. Whereas they could, if if they were donating it to people who are actually hungry and in need, they wouldn't get as much money back. So I'm not going to go into it more than that. I understand where you're coming from, but I also have a huge problem with big farms that are doing that. And dairy farmers. I do too, because I'm I'm sitting here going, why are they like, you know, set up set up a corner shop and people are going to come because they want fresh veggies. You know, I mean, do something with it. Well, it, but and the whole like food if- scarcity existing at all in the world is a product of capitalism, not a reflection of the actual amount of food that exists in the world. There is enough food for everyone in the world. You know, and then the other thing I'm like, so you're a big corp, you're working for a big corporation. Freeze that crap. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, come on, I buy frozen spinach all the time, you know? And it's like, ah, but, but I was sitting there thinking the fact that they're at least putting it back into the ground, you know, it's like composting back into the ground. And, you know, instead of probably using some of their artificial fertilizers, Mm -hmm. at least it's a natural fertilizer. Well, they're still going to use their artificial ones because they're funded by Monsanto. I'm very like, I have a lot of opinions on big farms. Um, And I recently like, there's uh, this gentleman called Zach Bush. He's a doctor. He does a lot of really cool stuff, like understanding modern farming and like what we've done to destroy our soil because of the fact that like sugar beets are one of like the main crops grown in the U.S. Um, and how much it has destroyed our soil. And he does this big thing where he works with farms to turn them back into like more organic farms and help them replenish their soil. But a lot of it is really based on the fact that these farmers are so dependent on all those different subsidies. So, yes, it is good. Yeah. It, our soil overarchingly needs a rest and needs a recuperation and we need to address farming in a different way. Um, but, yeah, I think at least it's getting a little bit more of a rest right now. And it is getting some of that put back into it instead of only having things taken out of it. Yeah, true, true. But I agree with you. Earth is very happy today (laughs) that we're all just leaving her alone. (laughs) I just thought of like all the good things that we try to do every year. This is probably one of the better things we've done (laughs) for a little bit. Um, Okay, so uh, my last thing is a question. Yeah. So what is your favorite pandemic desperate move that you have either done yourself or you know someone who has done? Oh, like in desperation? like I don't have it what can I use and when I say desperate you're like really you spent three hours doing that <laughs> like on a normal basis you could have had that done in a week I mean in, in, a, in a minute you know what I mean you know it's just something silly that someone had to do because it, because during the pandemic they couldn't get what they needed to do what they wanted to do oh what they wanted. I don't know let me think we haven't done anything crazy here because we're, oh, I, our house is like, we're overprepared for the apocalypse at any time. We're not prepped <laughs> or anything like that. We're just highly anxious OCD people who are like, my whole job is like risk mitigation. So the moment I heard pandemic on the other side of the world or like a new coronavirus, I was like, get ourselves ready. But oh, I was yeah, already yeah. ready before that because I had been expecting to potentially be out of work for longer in January. So in December, when I still felt like I had funds coming in, I had 
gone ahead and bought the flour and the rice and a big bag of black beans, expecting this type of life in January for lack of work and needing to just buckle down. So it was ironic that I had already done that um, in preparation for this. Um, I don't... Like I said, for me, it's actually made me more practical rather than desperate. So like, I'm like, oh, rather than go buy a fire ring, I have tons of random bricks laying around my yard and I just put them all together and made a fire ring. So I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. very. Well, I have a little story. Yes. Let me hear it. And and when it, like I said before, I, we weren't done talking about Shannon. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not going to. I'm not going to reveal the source I heard it from, but it's definitely somebody who um, is very, you know, uh, it's reliable, saw this happen. So I had given her a desk a couple of years ago. I think we were, she was moving or something and Lena needed a desk. I was like, you know, I got a desk in my room. I, I can eat. Oh, Kaiser was moving into our bedroom and that desk was in the way. So, um, uh, I was like, you can take my desk. Lena's been using it. And so she's decided, you know, oh, I cannot use this desk anymore. Uh, she was rearranging her room and the desk was always in the way to move. So Shannon was setting up a little, you know, a work area. And she's like, I'll take your desk. And so Shannon's like, oh, I'm going to take your desk and I'm going to paint it white. It was brown. I was like, oh, that looked really nice. I said, just make sure you sandpaper it a little <laughs> bit beforehand. So Lena was like, did my mom tell you that she painted the desk? I was like, yeah, it looked really nice. And she said, you know, she didn't have any sandpaper. I said, yes, yeah, you told me that. She said, do you know what she used? And I'm like, no. She's like, she had a nail file that was really coarse. <laughs> she filed it with a nail file, Nana. <laughs> so I told her, Lena told me, sorry, Lena. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that's so desperate. That's so Irish. You know what I mean? Like, damn it, I'm going to get this job done. What do I have? <laughs> I haven't told her. I'm going to let her hear it on here. First. I'm, going to be like, I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud that she used a nail file. <laughs> Lena's like, she spent like hours on it, filing that thing down. And it looks fantastic. <laughs> that is a pandemic desperate story. It is. It is. I was like, well, maybe I just do weird shit like that all of the time. So it hasn't registered to me that that's actually desperate. <laughs> Oh, and it's like, I, I call that Mickey Mousing myself. I'm like, oh, let's use this instead. I call that being practical. And I was like, Eric, I didn't even think about doing something practical like that. He's like, well, you got to use what you, he's my practical person. I'm out here out in the clouds, <laughs> like, we got to do this and this. And he's like, no, you could just do this. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure we're, ours <laughs> is going to hit whenever we need to like open up the pool and figure out something in that. That's like <laughs> when our desperation. You can do a curbside pickup. <laughs> But yeah, that's so that's the uh, that's my my story, my pandemic desperate story. Nice. I think my my biggest act of desperation right now, in a very specific way, is that I still go for a run, and I wear the mask. So Indy and I are wearing our masks when we run, and it is like training at altitude. So actually, we're gonna have really amazing stamina after this. But like a lot of people aren't wearing them out there, but like for every, like you just lower your percentage risk so much. And I know that we're out running and in the fresh air, but we don't know who we're going to run into along the way and mm-hmm. who there previously. 
So I think that that might be my biggest act of like personal desperation for myself is like, I'm still going to run with this mask on. I haven't been doing long runs just because I haven't acclimated well enough yet. Oh yeah. The mask is, uh, you know, you know, we live in the land of humidity and everyone's while the mask is like, Oh my God. And the, the, um, mask that you pleat, I think is worse. I like the burning man kind of mask. Cause I feel like there's like a little bubble of air right by my nose that is not breathing into my nose, mm-hmm. you know, going in with a breath in, whereas the pleated ones, I feel like that's constantly up against my nose. And I, I just don't like it. I made those and I wear them. Like if we have to go to a doctor or if I have to go to the grocery store or something, I have a filter that I put in there and I'll wear that pleated one and just, you know, not breathe <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> But if I'm walking or doing anything outside, we kind of gave up. Uh, probably one of our desperate things is, but it's not nearly as funny as the fire. Oh, yeah, that's the best. Is, uh, yeah. We, we really, truly just gave up bike riding uh, out and about. Our, everybody, everybody bike rides here. Everybody. Um, I, this I, It's amazing to me how many people are active down here. You know, we live in a land of, you know, over 75, you know, probably over 55, probably 75% here in Venice or over 55. And, um, but very active. Everybody out, is outside and walking and running and um, bike riding. And um, we just felt like it was just a little too crowded. And the other problem with that is um, there's so many political views here that a lot of people just don't think they need to wear that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, um, but, but, like you, we kind of saw like three weeks before we thought, oh, shit's going to get, shit's going to hit the fan here. And it, oh, we're, we're, it's really going to hit the fan here. So we went and got a stationary bike and we have it in our uh, driveway. So I come out and watch Ozark now and ride my stationary bike. <laughs> yes. I just brought mine over on Monday. So mine's out um, in the deck uh, that has a, a cover over it by the pool so I can hang out outside and do my bike riding because I don't really have space inside right now. Yep. So that's what I thought. Well, you know, and I have been living a lot without my half and half for my coffee. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And poor Shan, every time I run out, I'm like, Oh, I'll do without it. I'm like, I can't live without my half and half of my coffee. (laughs) So like you're doing a shift order. Yes. Uh, Can you get my half and half for me? Uh, She was supposed to bring it over yesterday. She forgot it. And I have to run over there and get it. (laughs) I'm like, damn it, another, another cup of coffee without my half and half. And I was going to have coffee talking to you. And I thought, no, I don't have half and half. I'll have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go get my half and half after this. Oh, <laughs> I guess that's probably my desperation. I'm trying not to spend tons of money on beer, even though I want to support the local breweries. I just can't spend tons. So I haven't, uh, I got a uh, a huge thing of PBR and a huge thing of Rainier that I like to call Ranier. So that's my desperation and <laughs> is my hipster trash beer. Now I say that I love PBR and I love Rainier. They very fondly remind me of um, college and taking the dad's big F-150 to the drive-in and bringing along a 24 pack with all the friends and everything like that. <laughs> And then it also reminds, like, for me, that's at the end of the night, whenever we've, like, gone out on the town, I always have, like, a Rainier or a PBR. So, for me, it has this, like, weird comfort factor of going out to it. Um, but that is, I, I switched to cheaper beer. 
Um, and then now I will, um, Jared and I are doing a beer exchange. So I, I got some from him for him from Belmont station, which is one of our bottle shops where you just call them up. They have like, you go online, look at their list yes. that they have, call them up. They do curbside. It was fantastic. So when yep. I am choosing to spend some money on beer, I am trying to like go do support local stuff like that, but I'm just not trying to spend a ton. When I have a job kick back up, I will absolutely be supporting them. I honestly, to be very honest, and this is not me giving myself a pat on the back, but one of the biggest things that I was so bummed about the situation with my job is because um, like I was trying to support my friends and local businesses as much as I could. So I had given some money to my friends who are in bands because they're not able to tour right now. So some of my favorite bands, I was like, here you go. Cause they were doing like donation things. I was trying to support our local um, breweries, our, our local food places, trying to like get something out to eat once a week. But that just with delivery charges and everything is quite expensive oh, and, yeah. and things of that nature. Um, so I'm not able to do as much of that. And honestly, that was probably the thing that I was most bummed about. Cause I was like, how can I help out my fellow friends and everything? with me being fortunate in this situation. Um, so honestly, that would be like one of the things I would be most excited about to like get steady income again is just to be able to also support those things that I want to make sure are still around and those folks who are really struggling even, you know, significantly worse than I am right now. Um, but I just don't know how long this is going to go on. So I have to be extra cautious. Okay. So my last one for you. What is the thing that you're most excited about for the end of, of this all, of all the quarantine What are you most excited to, to be able to do again? Um, we had been, <coughs> sorry, I'm going to cough. <coughs> um, hoping and planning for a uh, trip. Ah. And so we decided that we're still going to plan it and we can take it, um, our plan was to do it around our birthdays, but we don't know how reasonable that'll be at this point in time. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, so hopefully, um, you know, even if it's, you know, at the end of the summer, whenever, uh, we do plan on a, uh, a trip and we were going to take our car and that kind of thing, but we kind of have really talked ourselves into taking an RV. Yeah. How fun. Renting an RV because we figured, you know, it's very convenient. It's the comforts. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it can be like our traveling self-isolation vehicle. <laughs> exactly. And if you end up in a situation where, like, you can't get a campground or something along the way, you can always stay in a Walmart parking lot in your RV. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And you just make sure that, you know, you do it the day before and you get a delivery, they'll pop everything in the car for you and you can cook and eat in their parking lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of, that's probably our biggest, you know, what we're, what we were really looking forward to doing. And at first we're like, crap, we're not going to, and we decided, no, let's go ahead and plan the trip and, uh, and go from there. And really, I will enjoy going back to shopping myself. I really will. Yeah. I think the thing that I'm most excited, all of our, all of our big trailheads are shut down right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I wouldn't want to go out right away because it's going to be a hot mess once the Portlanders are allowed to recreate again. But I'm like, man, I just want to hike um, up Mirror Lake 
atop this little mountain called Tom, Dick, and Harry, where you can see like set, like five to seven different like peaks and volcanoes and such on a nice clear day. And I'm like, I just want a nice vista view. I want to walk up somewhere and be tired and appreciate a view. <laughs> <laughs> and the coast oh can't wait to go back yeah. to the coast See, we're just, yeah we're the same way we miss the beach so much and they're going to open up the beaches but it's going to be way too early yeah it's too, soon. too soon and it, like i'm like you like we, we won't be going for a little bit but i, I do i we you know and your coast is gorgeous you know it's just, it's just something about going to a beach in the mm. ocean you know what i mean yeah well it's just something about there is like psych there are psychological studies around how those big swaths of blue so lakes and big blue skies are just so psychologically calming and good for us it's why we really enjoy them we really crave them but we can't necessarily explain it um but there's just something about that color and like large flat surfaces on mm-hmm. it that are, that's like immensely um just calming and satisfying no and it's true it really is so yeah so hopefully we will get back to somewhat normal <laughs> You know, and, uh, and I don't even need it to be normal. I, I just, you know, I would be so on board. And I saw a really interesting article about like what Hong Kong is doing right. Because Hong Kong is very ineffected. Like they've had some things that have occurred. That's, that's interesting. Huh? But they're one of the most <clears throat> densely populated cities in the world. Yes, they are. Yes. But part of it is because they've dealt with like SARS and such that they have a lot of cultural things that are already in place. So everybody already wears masks. Because they already take their shoes off before they come in the house because they're already so aware of viruses. So I would do my best to get to a place where if everybody just did those things with masks on, that would minimize this so effectively. Um, If everyone would just wear a mask. It's a very simple thing. It it kind (laughs) of goes to it's... um, it's what I always talk about when I talk about trying to be low waste or trying to have a positive impact on the environment. It's taking one tiny thing that's a slight inconvenience for you. And if everybody does a slight tiny inconvenience, it changes the world. So if everyone yeah. would take this one, it, asking to wear a mask is not taking away anyone's freedom. The idea that that no, is out not. there is such selfish, yes. ignorant bullshit. bullshit. It is wearing a mask for the public health of everyone is not impeding on your freedom. Nope. If you believe that you've been sold a lie by the devil and I don't even believe a God in the devil, but that's like how I feel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you believe that you are being used (laughs) by the billionaire corporate class so that they can make sure that you die and they get what they want. That's that's if you believe that that little fragment of a thought that someone asking you to wear a mask for the betterment of everyone around you and to protect yourself is taking away your freedom. You you've bought in. You're part of the problem. Oh yeah, yeah. You've drank. You've drunk the Kool Aid. So everyone just did that one simple thing. When you leave the house and you go into public, put on a mask. Yeah, we could go back to. Not, we know? we could very quickly get back to normal, or and a new oh, normal. Yeah. We also have to yeah, lay yeah. down the idea that the old normal was good. The old normal was only familiar. It wasn't actually good. No, no, you're right. Um, you're really the old right. normal was. So there's going to be a new, a new normal, which is not a bad. Which is not normal, bad. You know new, I mean? new and change doesn't equal bad. And, and those are just some concepts that throughout all of this, I don't give a crap what else my child learns. 
because you know what public school wasn't teaching them that much about logical thought anyways we can tell that by how everyone is reacting to this whole situation about masks um he only learns that through all this that we do things to protect everyone not just ourselves then he will have learned and that change is not bad and a new normal doesn't mean bad if he can only learn those things then he has learned what he needs to learn from this particular moment in time (laughs) yep exactly no we don't go outside i don't uh walk lily with that one it was so interesting because i have a neighbor down the street and um very very trump very very different minded politically and has bought into it hook line and sinker and every once in a while he'll talk to me about i'm like no i just don't really agree with that and so we were talking about masks. I had mine on. He says, you know, I don't think we really need to wear one around here. I said, oh, you don't. I said, when I'm walking the trail, it's only four foot across. It, I can't tell you how many times I, there's three women that walk abreast, mm-hmm. you know, shoulder to shoulder. They don't move over. How do I know they just didn't cough? And I told him, I was like, I don't care if you agree with me. I don't care if you disagree with me. I don't really give a shit what you think about me. I'm wearing a mask when I get out of my house. And I said, and that's just the bottom line. And I said, and next time you go to the store, you better be wearing one too, or you'll be saying goodbye to your wife on a cell phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just, and I just like, have a great day. We call each other neighbor. I was like, have a good day, neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm wearing my mask. (laughs) All right. So I'm proud of us. We're only at like an hour and 20 minutes. So we did pretty good. And and here we solved at least half the world. We did. We did. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm not as, I'm not, I'm not really witty and funny and stuff. And I, you know, it's just what it is. You are, you you get me as a, that's the whole concept of this. It's not asking anyone to be anything other than what they are. It's let's talk about our things. (laughs) We've done very well with our things. We have. (laughs) All right. All right. Good talking to you. Good talking to you too. I'll post this in a couple days. I'll let you know when I do. 